I am a very well shaded in Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined, as always, of course, by the innovator of technology, the cultivator of cupids. This ran out fun. Uh, the American dadass Jesse Long. I am Hi, also Jesse. Very poorly lit because um, the day two weeks ago, before we started doing this, I, I was like, all right, yeah, the garage should be plenty well lit. You know, it's got, you know, it's got two light fixtures in here uh, kicking on. And of the four fluorescent bulbs that are in here, one is working. Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to be expected. I mean, if we're not half very, fast I do have three, I do have three light tubes in case I need to have a death. Also, I can't tell if my internet is shit or your internet is shit, but you are herky-jerky like the end of time. It's probably my internet. Thanks, Spectrum. <laughs> Paying well, for 400, is... probably getting 12. That's right. Uh, it is the second episode of the newest edition of the uh, Power Hour. Um, as Oh, very nice oh, Jack Skellington mug. Right. That, that must have cost you $45. Yeah, I think it did. Um, it was like a, I think it was a Father's Day present. Um, and, uh, I will say, you know, we used to be not sponsored by the, the beverage that I was able to get from 7-Eleven on the way to your, to your house. Uh, but obviously yeah. since we're, you know, we're not in person, we can't really do that. Um, we are 100% sponsored by this cup of coffee. Um, and we are 100% sponsored by the, the strong setting on my new Keurig that I had to get a couple months ago. Because <laughs> uh, my the other one that I had, like the, you know, when you think of like a Keurig, it was a standard Keurig, the one that, you know, I had had it for seven years. Um, yeah. And it it definitely took a shit. It just, it was, it was like, uh, 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 and it just died. So it was around my birthday and I had the, I had, you know, money given to me. And I was like, well, that's not what I wanted to spend it on, but I guess, and the Keurigs were on sale that week. So and it's got, it's got a strong setting and I like it. And I need that's, it. That's great. That's very good, Jesse. That was uh, that was an excellent story. Uh, only broken up and made worse by the fact that you went like that. Um, anyway. On today's episode of the Pow Hour, we will be discussing whatever the hell we feel like. Ultimately, Jesse and I came to a stunning conclusion that pro wrestling right now, um, on the higher ranking levels, is kind of unwatchable. Not that the wrestling itself is bad. By and large, it appears that yeah. we've never had better actual physical athletes and better product. It's just the act of actually, and to a lesser extent, you is kind of, well, yeah. difficult. Because for Jesse and I to really focus on. Yeah, no, it's... So we had to improvise. Yeah, and, and we can, it'll sort of um, dovetail. I will say, into the, like, the first little talking point that we kind of had, um, it, you know, the, the fact that... Um, so the fact that WWE is kind of unwatchable, and um, apparently we're not the only ones who seem to think so. Right, right. Um, the WWE just moved from uh, Orlando to Tampa into Tropicana Field. The Thunderdome moved. Um, yeah. You know what's really frustrating is, like, I know set designers. I know uh, a lot of people into WWE, and I, I want to marvel at how cool it is, what they've yeah. been able to accomplish. And it is kind of impressive. In, in many ways, it's actually more than kind of impressive. It's no. actually bloody impressive. If you, if you look at the Thunderdome from, like, a live production standpoint, you're like, holy shit. This thing, you know, on on that surface, speaking of WWE, uh, David Bailey just joined the chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, but uh, from a technical standpoint, the Thunderdome is is amazing, and you know, like it, as as much as I want to be negative on the WWE, I can't say you know that the that the, the Thunderdome is is stupid. It you know on the surface level, so, you're like, wow, this is fucking cool. If you if you it, it's funny that David joined the chat. He would be it would be great to have him speak on this if we actually you know were 
more prepared than, hey, let's just wing it for the next hour. Um, But from a behind-the-scenes point of view, it's actually very impressive. The problem is, is that there is some sort of moral imperative that is not being discussed or reached, and it's making people like you and I just sort of tune out. Um, And that's a little sad because there really is some of the best shit ever happening in the WWE right now, but it's just really difficult for me to you know, watch it. Yeah. It's just, there's definitely also and, some of the worst shit ever in the WWE, you know, like, it, like what? Uh, the, the, speak on it. On Raw, again, I, I, I'm not watching, but the, their insistence that they've, for about eight weeks now, they've, they've just made it a segment where they're going to put Lana through a table for, but I mean, that's honestly, entire, that's the entirety of the women's division. The entirety I, of the women's division on Raw is booked around putting Lana through a table. Look, look, look. On the one hand, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. However, I want you to think if this wasn't Lana and it was, uh, what's her, oh, I can't think of her name, the redhead that everyone hated in NXT for being a really oh, good heel at which she Imagine if it was Eva Marie. Yes, to an extent, but then also your, your Raw women's title which is supposed to be like the big, t- you know, the top women's championship in the world and your tag right. team titles, which have sucked since day one and have had no direction and no one's, they didn't want them in the first place. Your entire women's division and, and you know, Asuka is wrapped up in, you know, the, the story is about Lana getting put through a table, not Asuka, the women's champion is also going for the tag titles because she's a, because she's a, you know, a badass. I'll be honest, dude. I find that hilarious. I don't know if it's supposed to be hilarious. Because again, I'm not. I think it's hilarious. In it might be kind of the way hilarious in the way that the room is hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like. Oh, like I can't for the life of me think of how a build for an entire division could be around one person getting a table bump the entire. Are you seeing like up? Because I don't get any updates. So no, I'm David is saying that they are trying to recreate the attitude era between the men and the women, which I definitely. The Lana getting put through a table week in week out that that feels like that's like naked Midian level shit like and and that's actually a really good point but in a lot of ways they've been trying to recreate the attitude error since the end of the PG year which is like we're on year five of this now yeah I don't think the attitude error exists anymore I think the attitude error uh, and that's a that's still a good point yeah I think no, and I, I do agree era, with that too like yeah. It, it, it exists in your head. Like, the Attitude Era is head canon. Yeah. Like, go I'll, back and watch Rock. We've talked about this. We've talked about that. Like, Chad and I had a whole episode of uh, the, the Golden Guys talking about how the Attitude Era Raw was actually kind of horrible yeah, in terrible. many ways. But, damn, as soon as that, as soon as the glass, the brick went through the glass and, you know, and, and Razor Ramon's slowed down music started playing, yeah. it was the best damn thing in the world. No, I... It, it, it's it's abundantly clear that the WWE is trying to recreate, but it's they're they're trying so hard to make fetch happen, um, and I, I I think that's also part of why it doesn't work is because it's clear that's what they're doing. They're, it, it, they they it it's almost like they're I'm you know without I'm surprised they don't just use the word attitude to try to drive the point home that they're trying to recreate the you know like look at it, you know, attitude attitude. It would have been so much better if they repackaged John Cena as positive attitude. The positive attitude adjustment. Exactly. Um, and Well, but, you know, you say all that, but over on SmackDown, evidently Roman Reigns as a heel is doing some of his most transcendent work ever. Yeah, I, and we're missing that. From what I understand, Roman's storyline is the best thing that WWE has done in a long time. Um, it's it's So it's... But it's on SmackDown, so nobody cares. And then you look at Raw, which is, you know, the flagship show, and it just pulled its worst rating ever. Ever. Yeah. Which, in a pandemic... It's not like it's got Monday like Night it Football is, to go up against. What was that? It's not like it's got Monday Night Football to go up against. Uh, yeah. Or is football on? I don't know. I mean, football's having the exact same problem wrestling is, is that you have a core audience. We talked about this on our last show. You have a core audience... And nobody's really like that number isn't growing. Yeah, it's just there's so many people in the world who just don't want to see live sporting events 
or so many people in our country, rather, not in the world. I and mean, the rest of the world, people are going to live sporting events. But there are so yeah. many people who don't want to see live sporting events that are crowds are empty, which is why I think the, the Thunderdome was such a brilliant idea. The problem is it's just it's happening way too late in the in the in the discussion. Yeah. Um, I don't want to focus too much on that. I will like to say that it is a, it is kind of sad that wrestling nerds like us can't get into what is on SmackDown at the very least, one of the best programs potentially of the last 20 years exactly. because we, we can't be arsed to sit down and watch it most of the time. Yeah, and, and, and it is disappointing because you look at the that talent pool that you've got there. You've got Roman Reigns, who is finally a heel after us, after years of, you know. It's nerds. weird. Like, you listen to the fans, and all of a sudden, it's really great storytelling. It's yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. So you got Roman Reigns, who's doing the best work ever. Um, and then your top face is Kevin Owens, and you, oh, you and you, know, you got Kevin Owens, Big E, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn. Like, these are your top guys. And, you know, you just have Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro doing tag team stuff. And, like, the, 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 the talent pool on SmackDown is, again, amazing. Like, it was you know, back during the, the that was those SmackDown glory days of, you know, SmackDown six, yeah. Kurt Angle and, Ed, and Edge and Eddie Guerrero and Stevie Richards and... <laughs> Don't forget Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio, you know, like, well, he's still around. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we've got Dominic now, so, you know, that's... It. All right, I, so I that's, that was the first talking point. Every what time we... I see Dominic, I'm reminded that I'm old enough to be to remember when he was a, a small child on SmackDown and now that he's wrestling on this, SmackDown as an adult this is cute this is this is your first experience with this so oh, no no I know you, I, have, you have like Charlotte as a as like a wee thing on like night I could no 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 so 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 I am I'm, I am a good deal of years older than you not not like I'm 20 years older than you but I think it's like six or seven years it's but, like five or six yeah whatever so when I was younger, I would go to baseball games. You know this. I was I was a bat boy. I was a mascot. I was an usher. I did all this stuff for uh, uh, for the Jupiter Hammerheads. And when I was like 14, 12, 11, you know, all the way down to eight, I would go to minor league baseball games. Well, the age threshold in minor league baseball is usually just about college. Mm-hmm. So most minor league baseball players are between like 18 and 23, right? Yeah. So I was still actively going to baseball games in my early to mid 20s. So in my early to mid 20s, when I'd go visit my dad in West Palm Beach, I'd go watch a you know a baseball game with him. And the players were already younger than me that were on the field. Yeah. So I had I had that 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 revelation that you sort of had now which is, oh, my God, I'm old enough to have watched someone's kid grow up in front of me. But I had that revelation 15 years ago. So I sort of sat there. I would sit there, at, you know, on the first base side, now batting for the Jupiter Hammerheads, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It's like, I remember this kid picking his nose and eating it behind the bleachers 15 years ago. Yeah, or or worse, worse. I remember when this kid was a fetus inside of his mother, and everyone was very excited about it. And the, oh, he just hit a four hundred fifty foot home run. Okay, if anyone needs me, I'm going to be the physical embodiment of the Chris Evans aging, or I'm sorry, the Matt Damon aging meme. And uh, you know, just just sit here and go. Like gonna, I end up I'm looking I'm like Manser. I'm gonna rub some ice on my knee because I got out of bed. And uh, you, you, you go, you go, you go, you. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sit here turning into a pile of dust. <laughs> I'm the end sequence of Lovecraft of uh, Lovecraft Country set, episode two. There we go. <laughs> um. All right. So what else is on the uh, quote unquote agenda? Uh, Jesse well, I, we on the uh, the the other little talking point we had, uh, or one of the other we had three wrestling talking points. I remember. Um. The other one was just, we never really talked about, you know, we kind of just gave our, like, you know, our magnum opus about wrestling writ large last two weeks ago. Um, but we never, uh, we never really got a chance to talk about, you know, sort of, you know, if WWE is here and they're doing terrible numbers and terrible, and, and the product is terrible, you on the other side of it, you have AEW who's putting out the best, you know, who's, who's their ratings are beating raw. And, you know, they're, and you know, and, and then 
it, whereas WWE has always been like closed doors and no, 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 no one's no one gets in my fucking sandbox, pal. At AEW, they're like, cool. So our champion's gonna main event the next Impact pay per view. Oh, by the way, you're getting a Bullet Club reunion because yeah, I mean, because it's there. And it, you know, AEW is sort of doing like the polar opposite of WWE's, you know, the way they've always done things, and it's working for them. I'm- well, it is, it is, it is, but it is a little bush league, in my opinion. Um, I, I mean, yes, inter, it, you know, interacting with Impact is definitely a bush league. Well, it's not just interacting with with Impact specifically. Um, I am of this very old school mindset that you don't talk about the competition; they don't exist. They just don't exist. Yeah, um, and I understand that pro wrestling has never really always been that way. I mean, even in the very sturgent times of the WWE, they would mention things like New Japan Pro Wrestling and AAA when they would work with them. Yeah. This is very well known. But I always was of the mindset of you do not talk about the competition because as cool as it is that Kenny Omega is appearing on Impact and Impact is on Tuesdays and AEW is on Wednesday and that's okay. Yeah. It's not drawing your fan base away you open yourself up for a lot of potential issue there. Because what if you go to uh, Impact, you have Kenny Omega, your champion, he's on Impact, and maybe there's a guy on Impact that the wrestling community is not super happy about still having a job. Mm-hmm. Um, we know in MLW there's a particular young person who does not get a lot of love on the internet for being well, kind of a piece of garbage. Mm. And that may be affecting MLW's numbers these days. I cannot tell you one way or the other. Um, I enjoy the MLW product when I find it on Pluto TV. But don't you think this is a little short-sighted of, ooh, this is so cool, he's going to be on another program. But when Medusa showed up on Nitro and threw the WWE title in the trash, that was considered a bad thing. When Ric Flair showed up on, uh, uh, on uh, I don't know, whatever the hell, Superstars Prime or something. Prime Time Wrestling or something like that. Yeah, wearing the big gold belt, this was considered a bad thing. That's true. Um, I, 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 I feel like the big difference between those is Medusa and Flair, they were done in sort of spiteful reasons. They were, and, and with Kenny going around, you know, he already was the AAA champion. And so now he's the Impact champ, or now he's the AEW champion, and he'll probably win the Impact title. Um, I, I, it's done in sort of like a open arms, you know, like let's let's get let's actually, you know, let's make let's like let's make wrestling bigger, not smaller. And I, I I feel like it's done for positive reasons, which I think is the big, which I think that's why it's the 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 bright the the other side of that. I think a lot of people are looking at this in the same way that you are. And I'm looking at it from a much different point of view because I'm old enough to remember when Raw and Nitro were the only things that existed in the world. It's true. And, and that, that meant that one day a week, uh, outside of superstars and paper, one day a week, yeah, you got to watch pro wrestling. And I know people are like, oh, but what's so terrible about watching pro wrestling every day of the week? I'm going to tell you what's so terrible about it. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and you might be 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and not think that it's a big deal. But I guarantee you, at some point, you're going to lose your older audience. They never, WWE has never recovered from splitting Raw and SmackDown. No. They have never recovered. They always just should have been one show and maybe like a B or C show, like Superstars or whatever. Yeah. Shotguns. You're was great, by the way. You're literally asking your audience to not just watch my program, but it's like, okay, you remember when the uh, the Marvel uh, TV cinematic universe started up? Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, this is really great. No, it's not really great. you got to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you're going to have to watch Inhumans. It's only one season, though, so, you know. Yeah. And then we go back to the movies, and people and, are like, and, and, is- and you should have watched Peggy Carter, too. Oh, right. I forgot. About, oh, my God. I forgot all about Peggy Carter. Yeah. I literally forgot about Peggy Carter even existing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the MCU TV shows, you know, they kind of don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but 
that's the kind of concern I have when you take your belt, the AEW belt, and you defend it on a different show. Does that immediately elevate the title or does it immediately, because it's not like all Japan and new Japan like to have simulcasts, you know? No, no, that's true. I, I can, I can, I can see that, that argument of it. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm positive about it right now. You know, like, it, let me ask you, let me ask you straight up the American dad ass Jesse Long. Yeah. Did you watch Impact featuring Kenny Omega? I watched Kenny's parts, and I and I and I make a point to sort of I I I'm I'm more interested in following their product than I was before. I will say that. I, this is also me. I don't have time to watch anything. So that's sort of my point, right? Like you're watching gifts of it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I watch. I, I'm watching it the same way I would watch Dynamite, which is through the recaps on their official. Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, is this working? I would I would say yes because I would certainly not have even given you know half a you know half a flying walrus tit if uh, if Kenny hadn't you know shown up. I you know I didn't even think about Impact before you know Kenny and Don you know drove away. Um, it, it it wasn't even remotely a i don't know what the end, i don't know what the ultimate end game is um right you can, you can kind of imagine that yeah kenny's probably going to win the impact title and then you know maybe yeah, in you know six months a year or whatever it will be you know kenny with his wheelbarrow full of gold going up against kota Ibushi with his smaller wheelbarrow full of gold and you know we have this big huge wheelbarrow full of gold on a pole match and but then when you know when kenny's standing tall with every belt that is that doesn't have a bit, two w's on it um I, I i don't know what the end game is i do the the pessimist in me is looking at you know well what do you do with then what do you, what do you do after that you know what do you do you know i i remember kurt angle holding every single title in tna and then it was cool you know there was i was like oh cool kurt angle's got lots of belts and then you know but then within two weeks it's like all right well um here's the x division title and yeah. <laughs> the tag team titles and yeah. tv title Look, you know and like all the belts just you know and then everything gets vacated and you have to i i i, I like the idea I like the notion of Kenny Omega is Thanos and he yeah. goes around and he gathers up the infinity gauntlet of world titles. Did you see that? Did you see that one fan art thing where he's like, he's putting the, no, yeah, there's a no. wonderful piece of fan art where it's like a really, like a very highly, you know, stylized Kenny Omega with a, with a gauntlet and it's got the AAA title and the AEW title. And he's like, and he's putting the impact title in and there's a spot for IWGP and there's a spot for like NWA and all but yeah, um, I will leave this segment with this one notion. If Kenny Omega collects the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet of title belts, how far down the peg does that does that make all those belts versus the Universal title? <laughs> Nothing could be lower than the Universal title, in my opinion. <laughs> I disagree. If you told me. Kenny Omega can win every belt around the world or win the universal title. Which do you think holds more value? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's true. Well, it is, it's, it's, there's the conceit there. It's always that conceit of the alternative wrestling show. You know, it's our belt is the most important belt in the world. If we pretend that WWE doesn't exist or if we, you know, suck ourselves off and pretend like we're bigger than WWE. That's always been the conceit, you know, like, oh, that's yeah. such a big deal. Like when, you know, you know, Christian Cage is winning, you know, the TNA title. It's like, rah, 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 it's out here, it's right. You know, you have to pretend like, you know. That's, and, and to me, that's what all of this is doing. It's saying, you could, you could go around the world and gather up every belt, right? But until you've got one that has that double-winged eagle on it, I don't think anyone's going to notice or care. No, there's definitely that. And, you know, they, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to do anything to draw people to AEW. And it, I, I, I don't, it, it's not gonna, certainly not going to draw people from WWE to AEW. That's not going to 
it, it's just it's I think it just gives a chance for AEW marks like me to just sort of just to hype ourselves up a little bit. I'm curious. I'm curious where you know we're only in two. We're like two weeks into this, and I'm, I'm just curious. Right. I want to I know where this is going to go. And one of us has to take the other side of the coin in most of these conversations, or our show is very barren yeah. of content. So, all right, what else you got? Just AEW was great this week. Yes, it was, Jesse. I agree. I agree, Rick. I love you too. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. What was our third anyway. wrestling-related discussion topic before we move uh, on to oh, uh, Karate Man? Masters? Oh yes, yes, Karate uh, Man in the karate history Man. of the the history of the alternative persona in pro wrestling. Yeah. So all ego Ethan Page done lost his mind and has transformed yeah. into Johnny Cage and a very good representation of Johnny Cage at that, I must say. Fantastic um, Johnny Cage, yeah. His teammate in the North, whose name I suddenly can't remember. Damn Not it. Thank you, thank you. Is very upset with him for costing him a match and also for apparently losing his goddamn mind. But this created an absolutely fantastic opportunity for you and I to discuss the alternate costumes and, and alt personas yeah. of some of the biggest names in pro wrestling history. Now, the the, uh, the L1 three times persona of, of, you know, some of our bigger... Yeah. Yes, yes. So, uh, the biggest one right now is of course the fiend which is the alt persona of bray wyatt yeah. they're they're one in the same but the fiend tends to not lose we've also had uh the demon instead of finn baller oh. and the demon would make oh. yeah occasional appearances feels like such a long time ago doesn't it Eight, 820 years ago was the last time we saw the demon perform um but the greatest oh. one the greatest one, without question, is of course. Uh, um, I'm having a bad morning. Kishi um, Liger, Kishin Liger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the dark version of like, yeah. I think it is the, yeah, Kishin Liger, who I think has only made three or maybe four total appearances ever. Yeah, it it, it I don't know the history of Kishin Liger, but I it, I it was one of those like when he when he reemerged a couple of years ago, everyone was like <gasps> Kishin Liger. And so um, I, I really hope that's I really hope that's what it is because if we're gonna spend the next like three minutes talking about it and then you know we hit, and then I hit the Google machine later and it's like you know you know like and, and it's like Daisuke Liger or something like that I'm gonna feel really fucking stupid. Um. So this version of Liger has made three or four appearances and this is essentially one of these demon characters, not yeah. unlike Muda. When Muda shows up as, you know, the great Muda, that's instead of his regular incarnation, yeah. it's a big event. It's regular. a major ordeal. Yeah, re- yeah. Muda light, as opposed. Uh, new Muda, perhaps. But it got me Muda thinking about... no calories. Thank you. It got me thinking about all of these great one-off or two-off or four-off performances. And um, so Kishin is a demon who makes himself known through... Uh, uh, Jushin on occasion yeah. uh, and only in extreme circumstances where Jushin has been pushed to the limit yeah. and can no longer abide by the good D being a good guy. And I love shit like that. No, like, I you forget that wrestling is kabuki theater at, at its very base, yeah. you know? No, I, there, there's, there's a, there's a subtlety to some of these, you know, want, you know, these, these alternate persona gimmicks that are just, Wonderful, and you know, and I, I, you know, the demon was really cool when it first started. You know, the WWE kind of built it to death, and it was just like, oh, it's a pay per view, it's time for the demon. Um, oh, it's, it's Baron Corbin, time for the demon. Um, but, <laughs> but it, it, the, this, just that notion of just like, okay, cool, so there's standard this guy, and this guy's fucking awesome in and of itself, but then, then you know, like, he goes Super Saiyan, and it's like, <gasps> he went fucking Super Saiyan, and yeah, I, I, I would, I would. I appreciate that more. I, I don't know if Karate Man is the Super Saiyan of all, e- all ego Ethan Page. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Because... And I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about Ethan Page because I don't watch Impact. I knew of Ethan Page before he got signed. 
and you know just seeing him on and i follow him on twitter because i you know i, I appreciate him as a performer yeah. and you know he's really good at twitter and uh, you know he's and he's got a uh, you know he's got a good presence about him um and i have seen some karate man stuff and i but i fucking love karate man and i'm like i need more karate man um well so let me ask you something Curry what man, if i told what i'm thinking of Oh, you, you blew the goddamn punchline. I was going to say, Sorry. what would you do if Curry Man made a reappearance to face Karate Man? Oh, oh. And we've got AEW and Impact. It's amazing what happens when you let me set up the joke before spoiling it, isn't it? <laughs> we arrived at the same joke at the same time. Um, no, no, you ruined my goddamn comedy. We have to have like a we have to have like a quiet Discord chat like on the on the other <laughs> so and you just like don't fucking mention Curry man, Curry man, don't fucking blow it. <laughs> I I love the idea of everyone having a like one-off weirdo character, yeah. um, and it's not like you couldn't like. I would love to see Simon Gotch just show up as Ryan Drago one time just to screw with people, just you know, just because. <laughs> oh yeah, um, in my in my sort of you know in my in in that sort of shower or you know taking a shit, you know, nebulous headspace of you know like. Oh, I'll just- well, the fucking money mark. I would book this. And I would book this. Oh yeah. I would totally 100% book. I would not book EC3. I would book the USA guy. Yes. Yeah, that USA guy. Yeah. That USA guy never got off the ground, and no. it was going to be so great. That was, and that was part like in my head. That was like my that was my dream. I was like, the USA guys never debuted. If I had lots of money, I could be the guy to make it happen. But, so let's think about it. Let's just focus on the big, you know, ones that we know. We know of Karate Man. We know of Curry Man. We know of Kishin Liger. And uh, who's the other one I mentioned? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, corporate King. <laughs> yeah, Corporate King. Um, I, now, there are those who would say that American Badass Taker versus regular Undertaker. That was yeah. a thing, too. But his run was a little bit too Muda was the other one. His run was a little bit too yeah. sustained. Like, Karate Man should only have appeared and now should disappear again after doing yeah, what Karate no, I, Man. Yeah, does. I agree with that. It's like this. Yeah, he has to tap into Karate Man, and and then you know, like, oh, then Karate Man gets the job done, and so he can sort of you know, <laughs> okay, now it's back to Ethan. Bay. Now I will say I don't know. I I think. Ethan's actually leaving Impact, so I don't know if this is just them going, okay, we're going to get Karate Man off before, you know, Ethan goes to Greener Pastures. I hope that's AEW and not WWE. I really hope it's AEW and not WWE, because the last time Ethan went from an Impact to WWE, (laughs) I was going to say, we've never had an Ethan go from Impact to WWE. We've had an EC, but we've never had an Ethan. Um, So, yeah, I would... would, would, There you go. I will leave this uh, there. I would say go look up some of the alt characters in wrestling history. They are amazing. There's the machines um, where Andre was uh, Andre the Giant was the giant machine right? for one. Yeah. What's that? I think it was the super machines. Well, the super yeah, but he was like giant machine, and then you could make an argument that when Men on a Mission and the Bushwhackers were doinks one time, yeah. there was that. I mean, I mean, we're kind of overlooking Cactus Jack and Dude Love also, but. That's true, that, but I, I don't look at those guys as old. He's kind of more on like that American badass thing, where it's more of a sustained thing. And yeah. dude love to an, an extent too. I mean, I, 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 I'll give you dude love as the alt character. I can, I can make that. Yeah, I could also give you Mick Foley as the alt character too. Yeah. So Juan Cena. What Juan oh, Cena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think Mysterio had one for a while too, and then oh, and go look up Conan's original look, where he's essentially wearing Aldo Montoya's mask for his first couple of uh, matches. That's amazing. Too. They, I guess, because the gimmick was killed off pretty quickly, another uh, one-off gimmick for Conan would have been Max Moon. Oh, oh, Max Moon. Oh, that's what we, that's what we're hoping for. One day Conan will be driven too far in MLW, and he will have to revert to Max Moon. 
All right, that's enough pro wrestling. I'm yeah, tired of it. Yeah. What else are we talking about? Um, so we have so there's the big non-wrestling pop culture news that we could probably you know finish out the show with. Um, I wanted to Done. talk about something before it, it, this happened. I've got one quail hair going on over here. Are you seeing this? Like when I put my headphones on, it eventually pink. Anyway, go ahead. Your quail man. Um, it's my old persona. There we go. I have a quail man pop vinyl. I was so happy to get it. I just like I, 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 it was like either Christmas or birthday or something like that. I remember I was like <gasps> quail man. Um, Let's be honest. My alt persona is actually Pusheen. Let's just call it what it is. Um, the the it was a show that happened during our break. We, so we never really got a chance to talk about it. If the show had been going on, we would have been sitting here just going, like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking great." Oh, I have a, I still have a gift of you doing this, by the way. Um, and um, lower decks. Since we are both yes. massive Star Trek nerds, um, yes. and you know the entirety of season one has happened in you know in our in our in the in the downtime, um, <laughs> I, I, I figured before we get to the big the big uh, mouse ear big news, um, we kind of want to. I, I kind of wanted to just we want to sit here and maybe just extol the virtues of lower decks for just just a hot minute. So when a lower decks was originally uh, um, brainchild, the idea of a comedy based Star Trek in canon cartoon seemed very bizarre and certainly yeah. completely impossible. Um, yeah. But as it would as it would happen to be, not only is it most possible, <laughs> sorry, a cat is jumping in and out of a box. Oh no, that's fine. I'm I'm also I'm hearing uh... Onyx. There he is. <laughs> From the bowels of hell. That's gotta be Onyx. Uh, That's gotta be Onyx's music. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and he does this and and catnip everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, lower decks. I, I, yeah, and I remember, like, for me personally, because I never really watched Rick and Morty. Uh, I, you know, I just only sort of have this nebulous notion of it. Um. I That's your last use of nebulous today, by the way. You've overused the word nebulous for the next two weeks. Okay, it, is, cool. it is done. Yes, I will no longer uh, uh, galaxy-ish. Um, I, I had never watched Rick and Morty, but I knew that the people behind, you know, some of the people behind you know, Rick and Morty were attached to Lower Decks. And it's all, I, 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 like, I know since I never watched it, but I know it's kind of this, I know it's this funny, weird comedy cartoon and it was that little song like, I, don't, I don't know like is this guy there was a lot there was a lot going into this season this the show that made me very concerned it didn't take place in any ship that mattered yeah it was well that was the canon. point also yeah it was in canon which i thought was very weird like how do you even do a cartoon that's in canon to begin with Man, they knocked it out of the goddamn park twice. Like, oh my god. Yeah, within within ten minutes, you're just like, this is the best fucking Star Trek show ever, and I fucking need it. All. I need it just, you know, like I don't want to wait a week. Inject it into my veins now. Yeah, it it is it is very much fan service the TV show, but because it's done in such a simple little yeah. chunk. Like this is this is very literally. I don't watch the WWE. I just watch two hundred five live kind of thing. Like yeah. this is, you, you know, this is exactly what's going on. And and lower decks doesn't just point out and make fun, but it also points out to a lot of like big things that happen in the in the Star Trek universe uh, overall. Yeah. And it makes you a better. It made it, it for you being a fan of Star Trek and watching everything. There's a little nod and a little hook and a little ladder and a little everything for you. Yeah. It's astonishing how much they were able to cram into 22 minute episodes. Yeah, exactly. It, it it was. I I feel like there's there's obviously lots of fan service in pop culture. You know, you could argue the majority of pop culture is just fan service right now. Like, it, it, it there's just it's just nonstop fan service. You know, the, the the CW TV shows are just nothing but fan service at this point. Which again, I love, but it and. But I feel like Lower Decks sort of figured out a way to make fan service a TV show, and in a in a real tangible 
you know, working way. You know, obviously the show did have story. The, the, you know, the, the show, it wasn't only just, you know, hey, Enterprise, hey, Voyager, hey, DS9, credits. Um, <laughs> there, was, it, there, there was, you know, a, a good show behind it. But it, it they, yeah, they figured out a way to just make fan service not feel so ham-fisted. And yeah. it, it was like a, you made it, the show, the, the thing that I love, that works in fan service is this that feels like it's done by people who love it as much as you do. And that was abundantly clear with lower depths. It didn't, it wasn't like, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like there were, you know, a bunch of suits in, in a, in a suit boardroom and like, okay, let's figure out the next fan service thing that we're going to do because Business, business. Okay. Okay. We're going to say Janeway this week. You know, it, it actually... It, it's it's a show that's written by and acted by fans of Star Trek. Yeah. And on on some level, I can imagine it is a little, um, a little jarring if you're not a deep-seated fanboy of that Star Trek universe. Yeah. Um, but... If you are, you're, first of all, you're not buying CBS All Access unless you're a Star Trek nerd anyway. That, yeah, no, um, they might as well have just called it, uh, you know, the Prime Directive. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, uh, it, it was, I was, I was very concerned that it was going to be kind of this weird show, but it ultimately ended up being a very loving, like, big wet kiss to you as a big Star Trek yeah. nerd. And there's so much in it that is hilarious. And it's, it, there's, I mean, I, I guess we could kind of spoil the season finale a little yeah, bit. I think because it's, it's one of those things at this point. Yeah, it's a comedy cartoon. You know, it's not like it, us saying what happens in the end of the season finale isn't like going like, and then Cap got the hammer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the at the end of season one, the, the damn Titan. Yeah. You know. Will Riker's ship yeah. shows up, and you just sit there and go, "No way!" And and not only is the Titan there, but it's in the right timeline yeah. for Riker to be the captain of it too. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and they do things where it's like, "This is," you know, you hear about these things, and I almost use nebulous again. Um, you hear about these things, it you know of these things in canon. You know that Will Riker is at one point captains a ship called the Titan, but you never see it and now it's and um I, I i'm not gonna spoil anything from this past season of mandalorian but there's definitely been a bunch of little moments like that too on the mandalorian where you it's fan service it's definitely fan service. there's been a lot of fan service this season on mandalorian um but it it's it's fan service done in a way where it's like oh okay so like it's that question of like well what's that and then it's like Oh, they they did it, um, and having Riker, and and I will say that was like the perfect sort of like payoff fan service thing because the yeah. entirety of the season is just like little pepper, little things peppered in, blah, 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 you know, and it gets more and more and more, and you have Q show up once, and they and he's picking, you know, he's making fun of Picard and all, you know, like little things, and you're like, well, go to the, go bother the Enterprise, and you know, like and those kind of things. And then, and then it pays off with this huge in canon, you know, story. You know, it, it's this silly little show. Like, gets it finally interacts with the main thing, and it and it yeah. After teasing, after teasing that we're in that universe, and you know that the Enterprise totally exists, and they mention you know all of these big things like how long it took Janeway to get the ship back, and all this other you know they they yeah. mention it over and over and over and over again. And then the very last episode for them to be like, okay, here's your big finish. Yeah. And and they stick the landing so damn well. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah. you did mention The Mandalorian, and that is as great a segue as we're going to ever get to talk about the fact that Disney uh, – and we talked about this in the read pile last week. Disney finally pulled the trigger and just said, okay, we give – Disney Plus will just be the Star Wars and Marvel Universe yeah. television shows. All right, we're, we're we can't do it. Yeah. There you go. It's yours. I mean, I feel like it's that was always sort of the intention 
Um, you know, like it was the, the, when it first started, it was okay, cool. You're going to get this show and this show and this show. We're going to make like when Disney Plus started, it was like we already knew we knew Falcon and the Winter Soldier was coming. We knew uh, WandaVision. We, yeah. we knew of yeah, WandaVision. Yeah. It was like we always, you know, WandaVision, Loki, all that stuff. And I guess it was, I mean, we didn't see anything from it because they were making the shows. And you know, like, so, but then there was like, oh, they're, they're, okay, now it's time. And then they just like, blah, all over the internet. And we, you know, and I, I remember being at like a, a family dinner at, you know, while they were in, during, on Investors Day and just sitting there and Nikki had to be like, get off your fucking phone. I'm like, what? But Miss Marvel, it's a thing. Um, I, I, the, I, I mean, I get, yeah, obviously this is, it, I, I, I will say, I, Disney sort of figured out a way to take these sort of like internal things, which I'm sure, you know, it's already been, they've been, you know, this is a thing that's existed, you know, like companies going to investor, you know, you know, you know, you know, shaking their tits at investors for, you know, they've been doing that for forever, but they figured out a way to, you know, either, a, get in front of that news so it doesn't get leaked by, you know, CBR.com and, you know. At least well, before you, before you get too far into it, remember that we only found out about the DCEU's slate of movies because it was an investors meeting yeah. and it was announced with all the fanfare of a warm fart. Exactly. And so, so if you're going to give this information out in general, whether it's an investors meeting or, you know, at a... Uh, uh, comic-con eventually someone is going to get this information out what disney did here is what disney does they just said look we're a giant evil corporation and you're gonna give us your money because you've got nowhere else to go so what are you gonna do you want you want to watch 15 different star wars tv shows yeah of course you do you're a nerd give me your money exactly yeah and here's here's yeah here's 15 different star wars tv shows and here's 10 more you didn't even think about that'll you know just 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 mail us your checkbook, and we'll do the rest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Disney did try to do that when Disney Plus first started. It was, would you like to pre-buy three years of Disney Plus? And yeah, if you pre-bought three years of Disney Plus, it was like at five dollars a month. Yeah, or it something ended up like being that. like three dollars a month for for three years, and I, I I just I couldn't afford to drop that much money on it at that during that little window. And I've always, I've actually been like, I remember I was talking about it naked, like, God damn, I wish we had just bought those three years. But yeah, but it, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where all these things go. There's too many little things. We're not going to sit here and just go like, you know, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. You know, we're not, we're not, we're, we don't have, we don't have to talk about every single thing, but I, I'm excited to see where this is, you know, all of this, churn out over the next it's only coming out that this is churning out over the next like three years this isn't the slate that'll carry us to 2030 which is the way that they've usually announced you know like like a comic-con mcu like cool here's the slate and you know when you're you know your children graduate college that's where that's the last one and right so but this is this is you know here's 40 new things and by the way like the furthest we're going with this is 2023 I'm interested to see what actually, because like saying all that stuff is twofold. One, it gets people like us super excited. It gets me to finally admit that I'm going to have to eventually get Disney Plus. But there's also like a simple reality here too, which is you mentioned it's it's going to be in the next three years. Right now, if you turn on Disney Plus, you have The Mandalorian, Hamilton, yeah, The Mandalorian, yeah, Mandalorian, yeah. It, it, it's it's it right now it's. The Disney Plus is sort of where um, the WWE Network was when it first started. It's like cool. I've got yeah. the monthly pay per views, and I've got NXT. I have the I have the WWE Network for NXT or CBS, CBS All Access. It's like I have this for Picard, and okay, cool. Lower Decks is coming. So yeah, Disney Plus has had their their good share of they, they've had you know they peppered in little like here's Mandalorian, and then I yeah I can't honestly think of another like top tier i'm sure i'm i'm sure i'm just forgetting but they're not because i think ted laszlo is on the apple plus so i yeah. don't think anything is on disney plus um yeah they, they haven't had too many other big they haven't really had any other big name series but then that's what's going to they they, they figured out a way to keep you staying there you know it's it's yeah 
it's not just, okay, cool, I've got it for The Mandalorian, and then uh, I guess I'll cancel it when Mandalorian's done. Or I'll have, I'll do it for a month, and then I'll get a free trial, and I'll watch all of Mandalorian, and then I'm, then I'm done. And I'll wait for season two to come out, and I'll use my wife's email, and I'll do a free trial then to watch season two of Mandalorian. Um, they, they, you know, they're like, cool, all right, well, cool, we got you for Loki. And by the time Loki's done, we're going to get you for this. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just throwing up random. I, I... I'm with you 100%. I'm also, after my initial shock and awe of everything that they were debuting, I'm now taking a big step back, and I'm like, man, that's going to be a lot of stuff. When exactly do we get any of this? Like, when does WandaVision start? Hey, WandaVision when... comes out in, like, next month. Right. But, like, are we sure? Because right. to, to me, I love everything that they debuted in Disney Plus and where it's going and all this other stuff. Yeah. But until we actually get the product. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can understand that, too. Um, I, I feel like just the glut of the content, it's, it's, it's making Disney Plus more of a, it's trying to, it's putting it on that tier of, like, an actual TV network. Because TV networks, you have, like, you get, like, three new shows, you know, not you know, you have new seasons of every, of multiple shows all at once. It's not just like USA only puts out suits and then everything else on USA is just reruns and other things, you know, it's like, cool, we're going to show, we're going to show the rundown at, at four in the morning. Um, you, I like the rundown. Yeah, I did you. Uh, but it, it, there's, there's going to be multiple, multiple things working at once. It's not just that one show and then six months later, that one show, another show. I I, I hear you. I ho- I am hopeful with you. Until we actually start getting these other shows, though, I'm 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 hesitant to give them money. Um, and and, and there's another. You, was like, you know, you should. You know, you wait till the the thing that you really, really, really want to watch comes out. Like for me, with my family, Disney Plus is just a thing that we have. It's like Netflix. It's like, you know, whatever. It's 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 not a it's not a question of should we have Disney Plus? We have Disney Plus. It's a thing. So, but you know if you're if you're not super if you're not super yoked about Wandavision, you can wait till whatever is the next thing after Wandavision comes out. And that and that is where we'll bookend this with the fact that we finally got the big news that Hulu and uh, uh uh i'm sorry that uh, uh roku and hbo max yeah uh finally figured out how to cross pollinate yeah and it was announced it was announced on wednesday and it was live on thursday which is really kind of impressive yeah um i got it i downloaded it i immediately started watching lovecraft country oh. i forgot that doctor who was on it and yeah. i started watching the new doctor who season my wife and I are literally two years behind on Doctor Who because we haven't been able to find it. That's fine. So That's now only watching like 16 episodes. As much as I love Doctor Who the past two years, you get like, it's like, it's like Mandalorian. By the time you're just like, yeah! Oh, okay. Awesome. I'll see you in, yeah. see you in a year. So, to me, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, is it time for me to get rid of Netflix? But then I really want Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Is it time for me to get rid of Hulu? But then Hulu's got so much fun stuff. I... And then there's like, well, Rick and Morty is on HBO Max, and most of Hulu is on HBO. And I'm like, oh god, there's so much overlap now. The the only one that I was the, the only one that I've been able to 100 percent go like, all right, cool, don't need it anymore. Is DC Universe? Well, yeah, because it doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't it's completely dead. You yeah. can't even download it. Yeah, DC Universe is HBO Max now. Like, and Harley's yeah. gonna like it's not even that's just going HBO Max now, which I do think is the smart thing to do. I mean, you know that. Having one company will, have all these different services. I will say this: it is really funny when you scroll down on HBO Max to the sections of HBO oh, yeah, Max, and one of them literally says DC, and then there's Turner Classic Movies, and then there's Crunchyroll and Studio Gilby, and I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, all right, maybe, uh, maybe this is good. Yeah, all no, right, it, it is, as as negative as I am on the price tag, and I know we talked about it probably like two years ago, um, like or four episodes ago. Um, the, the, the price tag for HBO Max is a little much, but I feel like when you do, when you kick it open, you, it, it, it generally is worth it, you know? Like, there's, there's a lot of content. There's a, there's a lot. You know, it, it, just, just off the fact that you get every Studio Ghibli movie, like, that's, like, holy shit. And I know for me personally, I'd only ever seen, like, one or two. I know of them. I, you know, 
am aware of them. Nebulous. Uh, but, um, I, you know, I had never seen, you know, like, Nikki and I were, like, kind of comparing notes, and we had only ever seen two Studio Ghibli movies, and one of those was not the same one. Like, we had both seen Ponyo, and we had, and I had seen Spirited Away, and she had seen Princess Mononoke. So, you know, now we're, like, we're now we're able to just, like, you know, bring it all together. Um, and then there's the, the whole Cartoon Network backlog, and then there's Crunchyroll, and, like, if I really want to get into anime, like, it's there. And then Doctor Who, all of modern Doctor Who is on there, which is amazing. And then there's HBO. And, and, and on top of that, you get HBO. You get... Yeah, so I get to watch Wonder Woman next week, which is great. Yeah, and we get to watch... All right, and, and the fact that they're going to be doing every single, you know, major movie just... There you go. It's not free because you're paying $16 a month, but, like, you, you want to watch Matrix 4? Here you go. You want to watch the new Space Jam? There you go. And... Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Space Jam New Legacy. That's that's what that's what I'm sitting here. That's Mandalorian what? Ahsoka who? <laughs> Space Jam New Legacy is where it's at. So, Jesse Long, we've learned a lot this week, but what we haven't talked about this week more than anything is, what's pissing you off? What's pissing me off? Um, I'm going to say it's you, Rick, um, because you mentioned watching Doctor Who. And so and then I mentioned to you um, the, the thir- 12's Regeneration. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and rewatch 12's Regeneration speech. And so I'm just sitting there. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch 11th Regeneration speech. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so I just, I was like, I don't know, like, why am I doing this? Why am I purposely driving myself to crying? Why am I emotionally abusing myself with Doctor Who? And it's, it's because you mentioned it, and I'm blaming you. It's, that's, it's, it's, it's healthy and it's logical to blame you as opposed to my own choices. I'm, but I'm, 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 gonna, I'm going to very rationally allow you to be the conduit of my of of why I'm doing this to myself. I find it odd that you didn't go back and watch Tenth's Regeneration. I didn't get there yet. I I, I had to. I, I was pooping, and I you know. Oh, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. What's pissing you off this week? Oh my god, we don't have enough time. <laughs> um, but I feel like what's really... pissing us off could be its own spinoff show. Really, <laughs> what's really pissing me off this week more than anything is um it's actually the weather yeah um it is it has been it has been like bipolar does not begin to accept it uh so yesterday the high was like 58 yeah and then today in central florida the high is 70 (laughs) and i can already feel all of my joints just going like full bonitis on me before the end of the day i was going to say I was gonna say my other. It was gonna be the weather. That was my other thing. If my other, what's pissing me off was gonna be the weather because it's fluctuating so much. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying my hands getting super dry and cracked and 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 you know just like set. You know, I'm like my hands are like 20 years older than the rest of me, just from the just the the, the frigid temperatures just dragging my you know the, my skin moisture levels down. So I'm like. I'm like, this is really fun, you know, when you I put my hands into my pockets and it's and it's like Velcro, just that. Oh, oh, lovely. I love it. Thanks, weather. I'm glad what's pissing me off is actually frustrating you more than me. That's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. uh, your rant, about, your rant about what's pissing me off was actually longer than your rant about what was actually pissing you off. So <laughs> that's something to. Uh, I was up two minds. To, uh, I didn't want to double dip, but I guess I ended up double dipping. <laughs> the other thing that's pissing me off is Christmas card obligation. Yeah. I I like the idea of sending Christmas cards out. Yeah. And I think that they're nice, you know, happy holidays, things like that. Yeah. Um, but if you ever actually, like, sit there and start writing them and realize how many people you have to send Christmas cards to, yeah. 
it's so horrible. It's just like, oh my God. And I always get like two or three in the mail from family and friends. And I'm like, hey, this is, and I think about what they must be going through too and how they have, and like this whole thing is predicated upon the idea that it's like, well, I don't have a gift to give you. So I might as well tell you that I'm thinking about you because hey, that's supposed to be the ultimate gift, right? I thought but, about you enough to buy this piece of dead tree with some ink on it and 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 I I licked the stamp. Yeah. There's my love. Nobody looks stamps here. You look you look you look the back of the card. Anyway, um this does lead me to wonder though, like what is the proper amount of time to keep a Christmas card? Oh god, you're talking to the wrong person. I've probably got like somewhere in all of this and that's only a quarter of it. Um, in the nebulous space of your garage? Yeah, the infinite of yes, that is my garage. There's definitely multiple bins with multiple Christmas cards where we just have they just don't throw them. They, we're 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 pack rats. We're we're Say hoarders. it. We're hoarders. Say it just we're hoarders. Say it just um, Say it just and that is only a, a a small portion of it. So there's there's a whole section over here that I'm not even gonna we're not even gonna <laughs> not even gonna um, and I'd like to say it's because I just moved it's not <laughs> yeah yeah usually after you just move is when you throw most things away but there, anyway we did that too we did that too and it's still bad anyway Jesse Long it's time for you to get your shit in so let's do this well you didn't ask me what I learned but hey, it's not good. No, we talked about what we learned. Like I, 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 I premised the If you have a specific what I learned this week, then go oh, ahead. No, but my point was that we learned so much this week. Like a, it was definitely grasping at straws. But um, what I learned... Why are we doing it? I, what I learned, uh, it's not a new piece of information, but it was just sort of a thing that was reminded to me um, that the modeling industry is absolutely fucking terrible. So my coworker at uh, my store, she is also her her other career it's not just like she she's a model uh it's not just like oh i'm pretty i'm a model take a picture of me it's like it's actually her career um and it's like her main passion and so she she was telling me she went for like a skype interview and this girl is 110 pounds soaking wet she you know she you know, like i have a leg that's like fatter than her and you know they're like you should tone up a bit and like and at just as as a parent, I think maybe it might be the parent in me that just like just made me just sort of just like <laughs> maybe or maybe it's as a as a woke person or I don't know what it is, but just that that notion. I'm just like, I, I, and I and I'm looking at this Twiggy girl that I work with, and I'm like, tone up where? But okay, I understand your outrage, and I understand your you feel bad for her, but. If I wanted to uh, get into an industry, right, yeah. that I felt I was justified getting into, let's say talk radio, yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, you've got a voice for radio, so good, so good." So good. Yeah. If I go Thanks. to if I go to interview, if I go to interview at like AM twelve thirty or something like that, and they're like, "Hey, so yeah, you've got a great voice. I can definitely see why you'd want to be in talk radio. Um, do you have a sizzle reel?" And I say, "Why would I need something like that?" I'm already very well versed for this profession. Yeah. And they say, well, we need that for you to get this job. And I say, well, no, sir. How dare you ask of me? That's the job, Jesse Long. No, I agree. If, I understand. And again, it's not new information that, you know, modeling and those kinds of things are. Modeling is a tough, tough industry. Yeah. Horribly tough. Yeah. It, look at look at our good friend, Simon Gotch, who, you know, people are like, oh, man, he's so fat and out of shape. That was one of his biggest knocks yeah. on the Internet was Simon Gotch was fat. And I'm just like, who is saying this exactly? Well, people who look like me were the ones saying that. Right. But but that's that's the industry. Like, yeah. if you want to be a pro wrestler in many ways, you have to look like. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. You have to look like John Cena or you just don't fit. Yeah. It's the industry. It doesn't make it good, bad, or indifferent. It's just that's what people expect. If she's a model. She should have more abs than eyebrows. That's just how it goes. That's fair. All right. Uh, we should get our shit in. Um, didn't you say there was one other thing we wanted to talk about on the show? You texted me something. Yeah, I, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, we, we spent enough time talking about other things. Okay. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Team Hamifist, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. You can find Rick at The Read Pile, The Read Pile. Um, read like a book, not read like a, like a creek. Um, you can buy our shit at fullygimmick.com. You can, there's a, I, I'm trying to, you can order, you can, you can order stuff from us and we'll get to it in three to five months. Yes. Uh, yes. If you so ask me, very quick anything, time around time. Take, uh, it, I'm, I'm on i I'm on triple UPS time. So it'll take, <laughs> it'll take, uh, it'll, and, and it'll ship partially in three different packages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the your, stickers arrived first, so there's that. But, yeah, the stickers did arrive first. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was uh, like, huh. yes, you can find it. I, I checked on that, and I was like, huh, I wonder how yeah. that's doing. And I was like, oh, yeah. only the stickers got there. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, you, could, you could find the rest of our friends and the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network uh, by simply going to at the W. W W N R N. There you go. At E W N R N. I don't have my. I don't have my shirt with me. Yeah. What? I Did I get it wrong? I, 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 you had oh. to like. You had to sit there and think. W. I, I always have to do that whenever I'm doing. It, I'm just like. W, N R N. W W N R N at six thirty in the morning. We're here. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode of That's Talking. I'm Rick Sussman. This is the W N R N. Thanks for joining. WNRN, cool that. tunes and hot takes. <laughs> WNRN in the morning. <laughs> WNRN morning zoo. <laughs> All right, that's enough. There we go. Um, so, uh, be on. Thank you. Three, two, one, seventy-six jerks, and be on the lookout. Uh, we will be back. Uh, should be back in about two weeks, depending on holiday seasoning and things like that. Uh, but uh, the uh, the read uh, the read pile is of course Sunday mornings at eight a.m. So why not ruin my entire weekend and do a episode of Team Hamifist with Jesse Long every other Saturday, roughly eight a.m. or whenever Jesse wakes me up from my mid morning nap. So for the American badass Jesse Long, and it was it was well no you woke me up which led to the poop okay. at any rate. For the American badass Jesse Long and his nebulous pile of stuff. I am the original Sussman, Rick Sussman, letting you know that <laughs> letting you know that if you need someone to talk to in the morning, one of us is probably available, but doesn't care to be. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next week. Or next couple of weeks. <laughs>